You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata here. Mike, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how are you doing? Good. It's not too bad. We're recording on a Monday. I feel like today is officially... Brock Bowers hype day in Cincinnati. I feel like everybody, you know what? We have a little over two months away from the NFL draft. We can pick and choose all kinds of mock drafts every single day recycled on the timeline. And I am totally fine with that. Uh, And I feel like today was the day that Brock Bowers was all over social media and the connection with the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot will happen. The combine is next week. We'll get some of those visits. Players will fall. Players will jump even higher in the first round. But for the Cincinnati Bengals, Daniel Jeremiah tweeted really late last night to gif uh, Brock Lesnar. And uh, I think uh, at first I didn't know who it was on the gif. And I thought, (laughs) oh, it's an offensive lineman. Oh, it's a defensive line connection. And uh, no, I just looked at other responses. It was actually a Brock Bowers connection. And one of the things I know that you do a lot going into the offseason because it's NFL, 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 and a lot of college football. If you don't watch college football every Saturday, every single time it's on, I do not do that. Um, so it's a lot of catching up on the timeline and just some of the experts. You're one of them. Draft guy Jared is one of them. Friend of the show, Parker Blake is one of them. Uh, just really good breakdowns of some of these college athletes. And I feel like you have been watching the Brock Bowers tape. What are you seeing out there? I have been. I was watching a lot of Brock Bowers. Um, and I came away thinking. This guy's cool. This guy's awesome. <laughs> uh, I think he'd be a great addition to the Bengals. I don't really get there. Now it's not a, a large group of people, but there's like this small minority that is kind of loud about like, no, we don't want him. It's like, yeah. why? I mean, he's not the greatest blocker in the world, but sometimes that gets misconstrued as he's a bad blocker. Instead of just saying like, oh, you know, like there's room for improvement or something like that. Or, you know, maybe he'll never be Rob Gronkowski. Who is? But I think he's fine. I think he's a solid blocking tight end. I don't think it's like he's out there and 
he's a guy that can't even be in the formation. That's somebody Tanner Hudson was last year. Maybe Tanner Hudson improves. I don't know. He's 29. So, but they couldn't put him in the formation. He couldn't get into a stance and block. And that's fine, but that's not what Bowers is. Bowers can get into a stance. Bowers can block a little bit. Bowers can, uh, I think of his die slow. I used to be of the opinion of, uh, I don't really like end blockings unless they're really good at it because most of the guys are just kind of like whatever. But then I watched uh, this past year at the very least the Bengals tight ends not be just whatever at it, being actively bad at it. And that made me go, okay, hold on. I do care. <laughs> they can't be actively bad block. Like they can't be the same as like an undersized wide receiver trying to like, I think a, you should be better than a slot receiver as a tight end at blocking. And I don't know if they were better than the average slot receiver at blocking other than Drew Sample. So I'm looking for that. And when I saw Bowers could do that, I thought, okay, cool. I mean, now, now what's the complaint next? I, I think he's great. Uh, there'll be more. I'm sure I'll, I'll be doing plenty on him, maybe an article fairly soon. Ooh. I also think this guy's a blue chip talent and there's, I would put the odds at him falling to 18 at like 8%, 5%, somewhere like uh, we're going to do this again. And we're going to yeah. have a debate over like, no, we need to draft a tackle. No, we need this. We need that. And we can't take Bowers. That's a luxury. That's a thing that good teams can take, which what? <laughs> I mean, this is a good team, uh, but, uh, <clears throat> and then he's going to go like six or five or eight oh, or seven. Why? Yeah. I would be surprised if he falls out of the top 10. I would trade up if he falls out of the top 10, to be honest, because I think he's that good. I think he's that much better than the other guys I've watched. Even Newton. I love Newton. He was my number one defensive tackle. I would trade up and get Bowers instead of sticking put and getting Newton, I think. I I mean, I gave Bowers a top five-ish grade, and I gave Newton a mid-first round grade. I like Newton. There's nothing wrong with him. I, I think he's really good. I think he could help this team a lot. But when I look at Bowers, I think, wow. You know, now there's bad parts of this too. I can think back to when I watched Kyle Pitts and I had similar feelings. Although I do think Bowers is a better blocker. I think he could stay in line more. I also think like, okay, is that a reason to be concerned? Or when you think about Kyle Pitts, do you think he went to a situation that did everything wrong for him and he still had a thousand yards as a rookie? Because that's kind of what I think is like, I think there's still a really good talent there, or at least there was when he was drafted. Mm -hmm. And since then, the Atlanta Falcons have kind of done like everything to make sure he's not productive and he's been hurt a little bit. So you hope that that doesn't happen. And Bowers did get hurt last year for what it's worth. I just he think did. he's probably better. I don't know. He came back by the end of the year. It's not like he missed everything. Kyle Pitts is a good example of that the quarterback matters too. Uh, we talk a lot about Joe Burrow and all of his weapons that he has. Joe Burrow is a good talent. And, and you know, uh, I I still say a top two quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is number one. When Joe Burrow is healthy, I put him at number two. So all that stuff does matter. For me, for Rock Bowers, I think the conversation happened. Some of the new mock drafts that I started to see today, they were outside of Cincinnati. So just people overall who study these games and they have their mock drafts out. Some of the national writers, um, they had actually – the Bengals jumping ahead of the Colts because when it look looking at other teams that could possibly get Brock Bowers, if he does fall that far, the Colts would be one of them. 
um, and had him jumping to the 14th spot. So, you know, we'll see what that looks like. Um, you know, if you're the LA Chargers, I think there was a conversation. Again, this conversation will change. We have over two months to go until the draft. You're going to see the combine numbers. If you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you just want him to have a bad day at the combine maybe, but um, if he has a great day, he could only, I, I honestly agree with you. I, I think it's more of a top 10 is where he kind of lands. Yeah. Um, but if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, what do you think it would take to move up to the 14 ish area? Would it be like a fourth round pick? Does it? Oh, you know? Interesting. I'm going to look up. Uh, I, I hope the internet has something like this. Trade. They should. I'm going to try to find trade-ups in NFL draft um, and just try to see what was the most recent time somebody traded up. I don't know, five, six, four, somewhere between like four to six spots. And, and it's I know okay. This, this, some people are really good at this stuff. They have like all the charts memorized and all that stuff. I just think like I, I'm not good. I'm not good at that. So. One of the things that I think you can look at the front office, look, I like to give the front office a lot of credit over the last few years. But when it comes to day three picks, they've kind of struggled. And I know it's kind of harder at that point uh, when you're when you're getting kind of late in the draft. But is it worth giving up a fourth rounder in this draft class that doesn't have a lot of depth in it for a talent like Brock Bowers? Probably. All right. Now I am just going to find. Oh, boy. Everybody's doing. OK, I think I found. Oh, this is fantasy football draft picks. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay, this is this isn't going well. This isn't go NFL trade value chart. Maybe that is it gonna be fancy football again? No, okay, cool. So this says the Bengals pick is worth 900 points or whatever, just a fake system. And the Colts are picking 15. So you're talking about trading up to 14, right? Yeah. So you need to add in 200 more points, which is equivalent to a little bit more than pick number 80. So you'd probably have to give up like a three and a six or something for mm -hmm. an even trade. Ooh, I don't, they value those draft picks. Uh, when it comes to comp picks, you know, I, it feels like the Bengals, will, they'll have more picks this year overall. They have eight or nine picks over in 2024. I do not remember. Probably around that, that, that area. It, it really, for me personally, because uh, we'll get to in a little bit with the D. Higgins not breaking news that they're going to more than likely franchise tag him, and that'll be official in about two weeks um, if the Bengals decide to wait till the last day of the franchise tag window. But for them, when you think of a guy like Brock Bowers, I know you mentioned kind of not like huge on his blocking as a tight end, but when you think of him as a receiving tight end, and think of the future. Think of 2025. And I still feel like they pick up another wide receiver, um, not in free agency, but more in, in the draft because I, I trust them. I trust them to get another one. It's a pretty loaded class. Maybe they get in the second round. Maybe they do a third round pick and they still believe in Yoshi. I think Yoshi should get more reps and Charlie Jones is to be determined just because of his injury. But say you're without T Higgins in 2025. I know that's crazy to think about is Brock Bowers gonna replace this offense with production of jamar chase brock bowers yoshi running back room to be determined what does that look like for you on an offense yeah that's interesting um i mean to me i do think you don't want to make a brock i think brock bowers is kind of a special receiver when i'm when i was watching him because i have a few well, I have one non-negotiable about NFL tight ends. 
then they just have to have a second level release and probably first level release that's good too but the second level one's huge and what i mean by that is when linebackers are trying to jam and reroute you you don't get hit you don't get knocked off your spot not just that you get through it but like the way bowers bowers just special at like not even getting hit like making the guy miss or you know just being able to use that against them when they try to jam he could you know use that to cross their face and get in front of them and make them obsolete in coverage that is huge because he wasn't just like oh yeah i think he can survive at the nfl doing that as a receiver i think he's gonna be a plus player at the nfl as a rookie doing that as a receiver and that's huge for me because maybe wide receivers and stuff you know they 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 get flags when that stuff happens to them i feel like tight ends they get beat up you're gonna get beat up as a tight end when you're running routes it doesn't matter if you're beyond five yards you're gonna get physical coverage because tight ends also almost all of them they're going to be physical on their routes. They're going to push off. They're going to use their hands and be a physical presence, which is fine. It's just they kind of let those guys play a little bit more than they do on the outside. All that is to say, yeah, I, I think that the future, if you do draft a Brock Bowers, he is your second target in the offense after Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is your first, and then it's Brock Bowers. Obviously, that's worked before when you think of like a Hill-Kelsey combo. But um, – I, I think you do want – like I don't – I don't think I'd want to trade T. Higgins to move up and get Bowers because I'm worried about the idea of making him a, uh, an emergency like second option as a rookie. I don't – I think that's tough on anybody. I mean I guess Laporta just did it, and I feel like he could do it, but the offense would be better suited at least this year to have a T. Higgins so that, you know, a Bowers – or a wide receiver, if they get up and they go draft a Malik Neighbors who fell or a Roma Dunze who fell or whoever, or they just draft Brian Thomas at 18 or something like that, or Keon Coleman, they draft any of those guys, it's probably better, in my opinion, to have T. Higgins to let them ease into things than it is to trade T. Higgins and just go like, all right, rookie wide receivers work all the time, which when you look at it statistically, rookie wide receivers, lowest probability to hit in round one. It was 30% according to 33rd team. Everybody else was above 40 so I, I, it just feels like we all think we're smarter than like, oh, of course, Quentin Johnston didn't hit. Like he looked bad. And then I just think back and like, I remember you guys wanted Denzel Mims over T Higgins. And uh, I'm sure that not everybody was against Jalen Rager or all, like th- a lot of these guys are misses. And like, you could look back and maybe say something, but Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy was huge. Everybody loved Jerry Judy. He hasn't hit. Like, I don't think that's a hit. I think it's a miss. Oh. So yeah, so like when you get those types, it's like, uh, oh, you know, the team failed them. Well, okay, but <laughs> that's just where I am. Uh, like, I don't know. The wide receiver thing is just always interesting to me that it's kind of talked about. Like, if you draft wide receiver at 18, ah, it's going to hit. You know, it's the Bengals. It's no. John Ross, John Ross, and all these guys, Jerome Simpson. <laughs> plenty of high pick failures at wide receiver for the Bengals. It's just that the last three smash home runs when they took high end wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's easy to look at the T. Higgins pick. I think if you were to redraft that class, there were a lot of teams that would have taken T. Higgins in the first round. And for him to be available, um, I think, I don't know if you remember that. And I think we've talked about this plenty of times, but obviously there was the hype because Joe Burrow was the first pick and then T. Higgins being there in the second round. I was I'm like, oh, they're going wide receiver. And yeah, it just I remember that too. And people, people were mad it wasn't Denzel Mims. That's why I keep bringing it up. <laughs> I remember mad. that. They were like, what the heck? Like we got slow T Higgins instead of superstar freak Denzel Mims. It's like, yeah, we, we did. 
Yeah, no, seriously. And it just, uh, for me personally, like, look, I know there's, there are people out there to like, don't get your hopes up. He's not even going to be there. I'm not even going to get excited about it. I'm going to tell you right now, it is the NFL offseason. I will get hyped and excited about anything right now. If there's a potential <laughs> superstar who could be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals, I will talk myself into it. It could be an offensive lineman, somebody on the defensive line. It could be a tight end wide receiver. We have nothing to do for two and a half months. So, yes, I will be excited about this. And if it makes you happy and you want to make a mock draft, go ahead and do it. Uh, but for Brock Bowers, it, it is kind of exciting right now at this moment. Again, a lot will change between when we're recording this on February 19th to when the Bengals draft in the last week of April. But if you think about that, uh, it, just want a healthy Joe Burrow. And you get a right tackle maybe in free agency. Maybe you get one in this draft because it has several offensive linemen in it. Brock Bowers is out there. I'm saying Joe Mixon is coming back and they bring another running back, maybe a guy like Zach Moss from Indy. You have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Yoshi in year two, Charlie Jones. That is a fun offense. Could you imagine if you were a defensive coordinator and you had to go and T. Higgins is out there, Jamar Chase, Rock Bowers? Yeah. I, as an offensive guy, I think you could think like, oh, this is fun. You know, we've got all this going on and uh, that'll help. I, I am also of the mind of as fun as the idea of some of yeah. those guys are. I'm not sure how that's going to work 100% when yeah. it's there. Like, I don't know. In my brain, I'm like, do we even count Charlie Jones right now? I know. I want to see Do we count him as anything? Because in don't. my brain, I kind of don't. Yeah, I'm like, if he gives you something cool, Yoshi. he doesn't. Whatever. Yoshi, I feel like would have a better shot of that. Yeah. I know. I know. It's kind of wild because my expect I'm I'm more excited about Yoshi. I hope Charlie Jones has a, a great year too. Unfortunately, the injuries happened. Um, and I forgot yeah. about Chase Brown. Let's see what Chase Brown can do in year two. Uh, no, you know, there's there's a lot of talent there. And one of the things about the Cincinnati Bengals, they added a lot of offensive assistants, and then they have a passing game coordinator, another offensive assistant. Um, Dan Pitcher, I don't know how long he's gonna be here. If he has one good season with this offense, he could be a head coach next year somewhere else. Um, True. so a lot of minds in the offensive room, and it's gonna be, you know, hopefully it's fun what they're able to to get offensively and, and maybe Brock Bowers isn't there and they get their future right tackle. I would take it every day of the week. Um, hopefully it is someone who is going to be here for many, 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 many years. Um, it's hard to hit right around that time in the NFL draft. So why not move up to, to 14, give up that draft pick. If you're not hitting day three picks. I'm with you. Yeah. And I mean, it's tough. I mean, like I, I would give up a third to go get a, a great tight end. Now I do think, I mean, imagine the amount of scrutiny that goes into that pick now, though. <laughs> you give up a third to go get a tight end. It's like, okay, well, that guy better be good. It's kind of I mean, uh, that's the, the other end time. of it. But I feel like he'll be good, so I, I wouldn't live in the fear of that. It's a bold move, but they've missed on third-round picks, and it hasn't killed them. Like, Zach Carter missing doesn't mean that the draft stunk before. So, no. Yeah, well, there's other reasons that draft might not be the best, but there are. There are. <laughs> not there's just some... Zach Carter. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I, I think overall, and we'll end it with this and, and move on to other Bengals news and what's happening around the team right now. But I, I think, you know, we hear all the time that Joe Burrow probably has a little bit of a voice in the front office. I do wonder when you get closer to the draft night if you're like, hmm, 
What you think, Joe? You think Joe would want us to move up a couple spots and get Brock Bowers? Or they're having those conversations? Uh, slippery slope. Slippery slope. Pat Mahomes said he wants Clyde. Oh yeah. Classic. Ooh, Clyde, the future Bengal. Oh god. Future Bengal, future friend of the show. That's right. <laughs> Could you imagine? I I I am feeling more and more like he's going to be a Bengal next year. I haven't heard anything about it. Otherwise, I would. I'd be right there nothing. With you. I've heard nothing. Nothing. I just think it will. We'll just see what happens. But yeah, we're just in, you know, we're I'm, I'm a wish list land right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. We're ending February. And again, franchise tag, combine, um, NFL draft, free agency will be here. There's plenty to talk about kind of for the outlook so of much. the Bengals. Uh, so much happening. There's no offseason in the NFL. But uh, next we'll talk a little T. Higgins because, I mean, we haven't talked about that yet uh, on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We do not need to make this super long because we've talked about T. Higgins. We've talked about the franchise tag and it's just going to happen. None of it is really breaking news. I know uh, the athletic Paul Daner is the one that put it out last week. So i got to give him credit for that. He has a really good little breakdown of it over on the athletic. So make sure you uh, go read that when it comes to T. Higgins in 2024. Yeah. The franchise tag opening when you're listening to this today is officially today. The Bengals could announce it official on their Twitter account and say, we are going to franchise tag T. Higgins for the 2024 season. But I think they are going to wait until the very last day that they have to make that decision because you still allow this time for maybe some negotiation uh, that a contract can get figured out. I don't see that happening. I think we've been on the same page as far as they're going to franchise tag them. I don't know what's right. Maybe a three-year deal would be better because that's a large hit for a one-year uh, wide receiver. And um, it just sounds like, you know, they, they can't really agree on a deal right now. And it looks like they want to do it one more year and they'll see what happens. 2025 I have no clue what can happen. $21 million is a pay upgrade for T Higgins after making around 4 million a year. So that is a huge um, year for him, but also I'm sure it's a little unfortunate because he wants the extension. Um, any thoughts about what's about to happen in a, in a couple weeks? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've been on the same page about yeah. it. It'll it'll be the it'll be the franchise tag, even if the three year deal sure makes more sense. Um, and I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of reasons that it shouldn't be the franchise tag, whether yeah. that's you know clear up some cap. I think short term it's a great move if you're trying to get that one year win now window, which they don't typically do. But I think he is going to be better than any wide receiver you find on the market. I think you're better, obviously, with him than without him. And like I mentioned in the last segment, just I think personally I would like to have my rookie be the third option of a high-end offense, rather especially a high-end passing offense like this, than a second option. I just think there's less, you know, obviously there's less stress on that situation. Mm -hmm. So I would keep T, but I would also pay T. Like that's where I really am on that is just, I, I would, I would just give him 
an extension, but that's easy for me to say, I guess, compared to, you know, the front office that actually has to do the paying and everything else. So that's where I kind of am on it. I, I do think that Paul is right. I don't care if it was an opinion piece or whatever. Everybody's saying the same thing. He's going to be franchise tagged. I know some people don't love that. That it's kind of bizarre to me, but <laughs> um, right. Like I, I feel like I've seen a lot of things, at least online. That's like, Oh, we could use that money for an offensive tackle and a defensive tackle. It's like, they got enough money to do that either way. Like what, do. what are we doing here? They do. I agree with you. I, I think that if you're going to franchise tag, I'm, I'm totally for it. I hope they win with T and I hope they have a crazy year offensively that T goes and gets a bag and maybe it's somewhere else in the NFC in 2025 hope that right. for him well i do think if he is free agency i i'd put money on the afc but oh believe me in 2025 i could see that happening but here's the thing and i don't think they'll do it because i don't think another team will do it there's still opportunity for t higgins to be playing on another team even if of course they announce it he's gonna sign the franchise tag um they could tag and trade but here's so the thing Oh, I had one thing about the tag and trade, though. Yeah, go ahead. We talk about it like it's, you know, and I think it is a good option. Mm -hmm. That money you save is useless if you do it after free agency. Like, what's the point if you do it? If you do a draft yeah. night, to me, like, move up in the draft, I guess, is your point. Yeah. But to me, I, I'm almost like, well, now you can't. You're just saving money to just sit around on it. If you could tag, if the franchise tag window opens and you trade him within the next week, you can go use that money on something, but you can't spend the money saying, well, we're going to trade him. It's like, well, no, that part of your cap is gone for now. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> you'd have to rescind the tag and they're not going to do that. So that is the one part of that. I, I think we have to be a little bit realistic about like, well, you have to figure out that tag and trade before the draft, like before free agency, really. Oh, yeah. Or at least day one of free agency or something like that. Whereas I, I do feel like there's been a lot of like, well, you tag and you trade him to move up in the draft. And part of me also thinks that T. Higgins' best value in this tag and trade scenario will be draft night. It won't be when free agency starts because teams will be going, ooh, what if we get this guy in free agency? Or what if we get this guy in the draft? But if there's a run on receivers, neighbors, Adunze, Harrison, all gone by pick six. And then you're kind of you're looking and you have and you have pick 14. Maybe you just give up pick 14 for T. Higgins. I think that could be a scenario. But could you imagine if yeah. they had 14 and 18? Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. So I, I think that, but I also don't know if that's possible right now, just because I don't think it happened because he's on the one year. I think that could have happened last year. I think now the values depreciated because of the contract and the injury. He didn't have the best season last year. That goes with it too. So yeah. there's a lot to it. To me, I would keep him on the tag. I guess I would be trying to work. I would be working out an extension. I do think that the tag makes more sense than some people mm, like to say like, Oh, then it's just pointless next year when he leaves. And it's like kind of, but you also went in and tried to win a super bowl with a team that could win. And now. I can appreciate that. Yeah. And I can appreciate them doing that. That's $21 million. Like, is it, is it pointless for the chiefs to have kept Legarius Sneed and Chris, jo let's say, Oh, let's say Chris Jones. 
they knew Chris Jones didn't want, didn't even want to play for them this year. Like he held out he and everything. Yeah, he held out. So is was it pointless to keep Chris Jones? Heck no. They no, won they won a Super Bowl because of Chris Jones. Because a lot of it was because of him. And the now even if they pace need over him, who cares? Like that's the bet you're making. You're making the bet of like, if we go back to the Super Bowl and we win it with T, nobody is going to care about no. not getting a maximum value. You getting maximum value, maybe that just means that you never really end up getting to the point where your team is all the way maxed out because you're always trading away your best talent so that you can be better for the future. I don't know. I think this is all an interesting conversation to have. I'm just of the side of I know T. Higgins makes this team better, and I know his talent level. So, and I think if you actually tried to make the extension this year, it'll probably be cheaper this year than it would it next year. Gonna be cheaper this year. Oh, yeah, because it's coming off that season. Here's the thing when it comes to the franchise tag, there's so many different ways to think about it. Cause we've been there before with Jesse Bates, but it's whole, it's different. Cause it's for me personally, it's different because it's a wide receiver versus the safety position. Yeah. Um, and obviously the number is a little bit different, but for me, I think, yeah, I, I'm fine. You know, tagging them. That's great. I'd love for them to work out a deal. I don't, I'm realistic in the situation where I don't think that's going to happen between now and the next two weeks. So they're going to announce the, the franchise tag and they still have a chance to work on an extension. There's still a possibility, but if anything, I just, I, I think, I think this is what the outlook's going to be. And if, if they win a Super Bowl, like you mentioned, or, you know, they, they're able to, to, to finally win a Lombardi with T Higgins on a franchise tag, I will give him a congratulations gift for his next team. Wish him well. Wish him well. Go get your bag. Go get paid. Wish him the best. He was great with Cincinnati. Um, but I don't feel a certain way. Maybe T. Higgins decides I'm not, you know, it's, it ends up being the franchise tag and he decides um, I'm not going to come until training camp's over, which is fine. Well, you know, see it, yeah. see you when the regular season starts. Um, but at the end of the day, it's $21 million. As I mentioned before, he was making $4 million a year on his rookie deal. Still a huge payday disappointing because you're not getting your extension but it's coming it's gonna get there i mean if it's not in cincinnati you'll probably get paid in 2025 with another team uh so yeah i mean i'm fine with it i i don't see a tag and trade happening i just don't if it does you can play back this podcast um i don't think a team wants to take on that chunk for one year and give up a draft pick i just i don't see that and the Bengals aren't going to listen for a third round pick it has yeah. to be a high second or a first round, and I don't know if they're going to get that. And they should yeah. value. They should value T. Higgins at a high level. Um, I just don't see it happening. So there's plenty to talk about. I mean, we'll see and hear news all throughout the offseason. This is far from over when it comes to the T. Higgins franchise tag. Um, and we remember all the Jesse Bates, you know, news and, you know, what's going to happen? Is he going to play on the tag? All that. I mean, as of now. T. Higgins is going to be a Cincinnati Bengal in 2024, and I am all for that. Uh, we'll get a little off-season talk going into um, free agency, which is right around the corner next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We'll make this a little quick wrap-up for the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I had made this reference earlier in the podcast. said there's no off-season in the NFL because when you think about it, Franchise talk all the next two weeks when it comes to the tag. Other teams outside of Cincinnati, who's going to tag what player? I don't think the Chiefs are going to tag Chris Jones, and I really wish he would go get signed to an NFC team. That would be fantastic. Um, don't think he's going to come to the Cincinnati Bengals because that is a pretty heavy price tag, but I'd love to be wrong too. When you look at the Cincinnati Bengals outlook wish list, as we're ending the month of February in the next few weeks, 
what are some of your expectations in two weeks when when free agency starts? I think they'll sign a starting caliber right tackle. Um, maybe it's fan favorite now, Jermaine Illuminor. Maybe it's somebody else. But I think they will sign somebody that can play that position. And, I mean, because at worst, you're just building good depth. I think they will sign tight ends because right now the only guy on the roster is Wilcox, I think. So they have to bring back if, if that's the case, which I think it is, um, they have to at least sign sample and Hudson back. If they're not going to do even more than that, where they do sample and Noah Fant or Hunter Henry or Austin Hooper, or just, you know, somebody out there that has been a starting level tight end before it'll be interesting. I, I, I feel really confident they're going to go get some defensive tackles. I think they know it's an issue. I mean, you have have to. to. They have have to. to. You can't go into next year with BJ Hill at nose and Zach Carter as your only three tech. Like, got to get, can't just rely on the draft either because it's not a great defensive tackle draft, according to most people. No. Like, I I like Newton a lot. I I like Sweat for what he does. What if he's not there? Yeah, and and I I think Murphy's all right, and I think all three of them are near first round talents. I I think all three of them are first round talents. But let's say you get Bowers at eighteen, and then you get pick forty nine, and none of them are there. And now you're like, okay, well, do we go to the next pool of players since we didn't do this in free agency? They're usually the type of team that will focus on like we can't go into a draft mm-hmm. hyper focused on one position. It's actually what kind of led to me knowing they would get Chase because they signed Riley Reef at right tackle and at wide receiver they did nothing. <laughs> so I was we like, knew. Oh, we knew on draft night though. They they know what they're doing <laughs> on draft night, but now you don't know what you're doing on draft night just because hey, you're picking at 18. Like that's not picking at five. You could make that gamble at five because at worst maybe you get Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle in that scenario. Or Kyle Pitts, maybe they felt like he's basically a wide receiver, so let's not even bother with wide receiver. So, but if that's not what happens, then hey, okay. They the worst thing that, that could happen then was getting a good wide receiver. Now the worst thing that could happen to you if you don't address defensive tackle since you're not drafting so high is they're all gone. And what are you doing? And that is a scary putting scenario. up 40, 50 a game. Yeah. Yeah. And then trying to find the bargain bin free agents after the draft. So the NFL is the only major sport that I I think it's the only major sport that has their draft after free agency. I feel like all the other ones, they do draft then free agency. So the NFL, I feel like the NFL, I know how people feel about it, but I feel like the other major professional teams do the draft wrong. I love, I love, I love love free agency then draft. I do. I do because then I get maybe it's because of the last few years for the Cincinnati Bengals because I like to know where they're gonna go. I like to know I feel the opposite. I would like them to be wide open in the draft without the feeling that like I would like for them to be in a situation where it's like, oh, okay, like I don't know. They, they've been the Billy Price year. If you do the Ooh. Billy Price year, they thought they're getting Ragno. They don't get Ragno. If they did, if they had all of free agency to find a center, they might go draft somebody else. And you can fill your free agents after the draft. And like, okay, we didn't get this in the draft. Like, let's go fill out the free agency. Or you waste some money in the free agency because you're like, oh, let's go sign Noah Fan. Oh, Brock Bowers fell. Noah Fan's your backup tight end. You're gonna play forty percent of snaps now. 
I get what you're saying, but I think that it allows them, even this year, it allows them. If I see the Bengals, here, here's a little bit of a difference going into this offseason. If they do get a free agent right tackle, I don't think that means that they won't get a tackle. At I any- agree. Unless they go get, like, I mean, Who? Uh, Tyron Smith. <laughs> but, like, the really high end. David Bakhtier, like, they go spend 12-plus million dollars, $15 million on the tackle position. You'll be fine. You go, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, not gonna go. Uh, they're not gonna draft J.C. Latham if he's at eighteen. If they get Tyron Smith in free agency, um, but but, but, yeah, yeah. but like I agree with you. I think I would be I would be surprised if they don't go really heavy on the defensive side in free agency. Right. Um, I wouldn't even. Well, be... I only think they're really going after defensive tackle. You don't think they would add a corner or anything like that? Another corner depth guy. Depth guy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but like I'm thinking Eli Apple type depth guy. Ooh, okay, all right. Well, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, so hey, he played quality. He played quality snaps. Hey, he almost had to pick six. Then we'll maybe, maybe it's higher than Eli Apple type depth guy. I Cheeto, feel like Cheeto coming back. Cheeto was a starting guy. His house is for sale, I think. So I think he's. <laughs> I, think he's I think he's done. I think I, which credit to, I loved him. Love Cheeto here. I just think they drafted and they're going to try to roll with those guys, which is also why I'm on the side of like, I don't think they're going to go try to bring in a solid, like a starting corner either. Cause I think they're just rolling with the drafted guys. But that's me. And I know that I feel like, that way about the secondary more than a lot of people. I like people are also talking about bringing in Antoine Winfield and all these safeties. I'm like, I, I think they just stay. I, I, I don't think they care. No, they I, do not. No, 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 no. Safety. I just think you have real holes to fill in free agency that yeah. you can't go spend $12 million a year on a safety when you have too highly drafted. And I understand both sides of this argument. To me, I would roll with those guys because I don't think Dax Hill looked so lost that I would give up on him. I I would, I would cry be... if they spent $12 million on a safety. <laughs> Jeez. I've, I've, seen really. that. I've seen some people talk about it, like Antoine Winfield. They're like, oh, no. man, he'd be so great for the Bengals. And I'm like, in theory, yeah, yeah, like that's that's great. No. No, no. Now, how do you now you're losing twelve million dollars and you're paying T twenty, so now you've got thirty two million dollars tied up on those two guys, and you haven't filled a single hole on the team. So where are we going? We no. need nose tackle, three tech, and some backups for those spots, along with a tight end, uh, right tackle, like some glaring holes on this team. I would rather safety. I would rather they go get a quality interior offensive lineman. I don't think they will, but I would love that. I would love for them to bring in like a Dalton Risner and just have him compete with Volson for the starting left guard job. Losers, the backup interior guy. Great. Ooh, now you've created good depth. I love that. I love the. I don't think they will though. I just decided. They won't. Gonna be Stop like, doing that. Gonna be like, um, yeah, they're gonna be like, ah, Volson's cheap. Volson's starting caliber. We'll we'll roll with that. He could so get we'll- better. I think this is kind of my early, early, I, I say early, but free agency is three weeks away. So it'll be here before you know it. But I will say this when it comes to free agency. Uh, this is just a really quick wrap um, prediction. I do agree. I think they they bring in a guy like Jermaine for a right tackle. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like a one to two year deal. Nothing too crazy. Maybe get a little tiny bit of a discount. Um, I want to say his age. I think Jermaine's going to be cheaper than some people think. I do too. And I think coming to a... I, I would say I say contender. They went nine and nine and eight, but Joe Burrow was injured. Um, coming to the Cincinnati Bengals, I think is appealing for him. Uh, would would be kind of right. maybe a little. <laughs> yeah, just because he tweets, he tweets them. Favorite team, friend of the show. Uh, put him at right tackle. Uh, you bring DJ Reader back. I still there's still a place for DJ Reader. I I, I need still it. Still think it happens. 
I think he's getting twelve deal. million on the open market. Two year deal. I heard like someone say seventeen million. I was like, mm, that's not happening. I mean, I do think he's if a team's good, confident about the quad, but it just takes one team. And you're right. You're that, right. You're yeah. right. I root for DJ. I don't think I'd see 17 just with the injury, but it, I mean, just takes one team, right? Like some teams bid against themselves and they don't even know it. But I, mm-hmm. I think DJ's worth that too. I mean, like I would pay, I would go up to 15 for him. I, I don't know. I, it's tough. Like I would try to re-sign T and re-sign DJ, and I understand that makes you more expensive, not better, but you still have more space after that. And I just think those two guys are. If they're not blue chip, they're right below it. And you want to pay your really high-end guys. I know with DJ, there's an age injury issue and a snap count issue. Don't care. I think oh, he was you... the most important defensive player the past three years combined. There's something about the age issue because there's a whole thing that Joe Burrow is pushing 30 at 27. No. Um, it's, it's I'm crazy. not on those. I'm not, I'm not seeing those. <laughs> man, I'm getting on the wrong you for you page. It is not for me. Um, but it is. It's because you interact with it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I need to just be like, get out of my, get out of my, my, my social media tweets. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I think that they bring in a guy, just a nice little depth, maybe a little bit of a starter in his in in year one. Uh, but year two, you hope you have you know a younger guy on the right side. Um, so we'll see what that looks like. But yeah, defensive line, you go into the offseason knowing that is your number. I I would say number one need. Yeah. Yeah. I think they know it. Like, I'm just remembering when DJ went out, they mm-hmm. moved to playing, like, for the first time under Lou Anarumo, all time, they're doing four down linemen. They weren't doing five and uh, in their base defense and putting an extra linebacker on the field because they're like, I don't want to see these guys on the field, yeah. all these snaps. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, that's what you got right now. So you need to go get new guys or completely change the defense. And I think they lean getting the new guys. Listen to Lou. I'm sure Lou um, has a nice little voice right now. Go get DJ too. He's like, bring DJ back and uh, get me some help here. Uh, No, I, yeah. So we'll see what it looks like, but we're about three weeks away from it. I'm excited. I can't wait until free agency. I hope they're big spenders because they still have money, whether people believe it or not, the Cincinnati Bengals have money that they can spend just because they paid Joe Burrow last offseason, it really doesn't mean too, too much going into at least 2024. Um, so I, I hope that they're big spenders. I think they need to be big spenders. And um, yeah, the window is his whole career, but why not go all in? Maybe not even all in, just a little bit of in. A little more in than, than I I mean, I think kind of went in last year, but none of the none of their signings worked. So mm-hmm. can you go more in than that would be where I am. Like, why not? Yeah, can you go? Can you hit those signings and just be, just be, I don't know, twenty percent more in than you were last year of trying to make this work? Because to me, this is probably the end of a lot of these Bengals. Where you know you think of T Higgins, and well, DJ's probably gone. Then next year you got more guys leaving. It's just man, go all in, try to win it with the Super Bowl caliber team. Not that you can't win it when you're not when you don't have these guys. It's just. Sure is easier to win games when you have all these superstar talents that are in the prime of their career and not young or retooling or whatever. You sold the name Paycor or you sold the name Paul Brown Stadium for a reason. Yeah. 
go go spend this money. Uh, we'll see what it looks like. But yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about it. We'll get uh, some franchise tag news the next time we record this week. And then uh, kind of looking forward to, to more free agency news and what happens with the Cincinnati Bengals as we get closer to free agency and the NFL draft in this offseason. Make sure you're following Mike Bengals underscore Sands, all the Brock Bowers hype tweets and video and breakdown. <laughs> He'll have a piece coming out soon. You better put it out soon. Like I said, it is it, the hype is real in Cincinnati right now. Um, check out his work over on all Bengals. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.